It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to our December series um, on peace, the Prince of Peace. Uh, as Laura, we are looking at our thought lives today. This was that favorite verse in Isaiah that we promised in the last podcast that we would get back to, but this is going to be a challenging word that every one of us has to face, right? Every one of us has to take a look at. We are in our series about Jesus being the Prince of Peace. Uh, He is the only source of biblical peace um, that we could possibly... uh, anchor our emotions and our thought lives into. We remember we talked about in the first podcast that biblical peace in the Old Testament, it's shalom. In the New Testament, it's the word Greek word, Arene, and it means wholeness, completeness. It's that settled feeling inside that all your ducks are in order, right? Uh All the pieces are in place. And we talked about last week, you know, when we don't anchor into him, as our, as our only source of peace. And we try to find peace in a person or in our circumstances with other people or with God, or even with our own effort, we find ourselves significantly unsettled. Mm. And, and he is the only source of peace that we can really um, find our security in. One of the things that I love about this month, Deb, is, you know, this is our Christmas series. You know, Mm -hmm. we are in the month of December, and uh, while we're not going through the actual Christmas story as we go through this um, podcast series, we are looking at the uh, effect, like the ripple effect, right, of Christ's birth. It's only because Christ was born that we have Mm -hmm. the opportunity to experience the Prince of Peace. Mm -hmm. And so I love what you were just saying, that because Christmas uh, gives us the Prince of Peace and in understanding and coming to a relationship with the Prince of Peace, man, we find out that we can apply his peace to our lives in Mm -hmm. every step that we we go through. And so I love, love this passage in Isaiah 26 that you were speaking about and we talked about last time. I'm going to read it in two different translations, first the NLT and the NIV. Um, check out my favorite verse as I get to read it twice. Woohoo. Uh, <laughs> you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. I love that. NIV, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Now, I know you and I are of the same vein where we look at all these words and go, Oh my goodness, we have to do a word study on this verse because isn't that where the richness is? You don't just skim over it. Let's just really understand what were they talking about in this verse. Uh, So let's just start, right? You will keep in perfect peace. That word keep, it's, it's the Hebrew word that really means to watch or to guard, to keep. And I, I picture a guard standing in front of my thinking, right? Mm. And going, he is going to maintain, he's going to keep, he's going to guard and not let come like past the gates, any thought that does not belong there, that's going to rattle, rattle me, the one that's going to shake up my peace. He's going to like say, let me see your ID. You know, <laughs> like, are you, are you, where are you coming from? What's your motive? What's your plan? He is the one that keeps guards and watches over 
my heart, which is all my emotions, my, my thinking, it's the Lord. He's the one guarding that inner part of me. He's saying to the enemy, like, no, you may not mess with mm, my kid. Mm, I love that. I love that. I love, I mean, what an amazing picture there that he is our guard. Okay. So he, he's our guard, right? And then we come to the word peace and the the translation for peace here in the scripture is shalom. And we talked about this last week as well. In the Hebrew, the word shalom, it means completeness or wholeness. And this comes from that settled feeling of being complete or whole, right? You just know that there's nothing lacking. And we talked uh, last week, and we just talk a lot on this podcast about the fact that he is our source of peace. And so when we read this passage that you will keep him in perfect peace, we're talking about about him, right? The Lord. Mm -hmm. The Lord will keep us in perfect peace. He is the one that brings that completeness or that wholeness. Now, in our circumstances, uh, we may see places that lack. We may see things that are missing um, in your story, especially as we're at the holidays. Holidays can be really, really hard. Circumstances can be hard. You know, people that we um, love and may not be with us this year anymore. Um, that's hard. That's really hard. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people right now as well experiencing uh, challenges and finances. There's a lot of really hard things going on in life. Uh, dreams deferred in some of our stories. However, what we find out is we can still have peace, even in places where um, there seems to be lack. Christ came to make us whole and that peace can come because regardless of our circumstances, Jesus is in our midst. Mm-hmm. So let's just pull those words. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds, right, your think tank, are steadfast. There's that next word that it was fun to take a look at. The word steadfast, your mind is steadfast, right? Your mind itself, your thinking is steadfast. It's leaning on, it's laying on, it's supported. And I start like, what does that look like? I just like to picture these things. When I'm unsettled, I feel like my thinking is erratic. It's all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like rabbit trails going every direction. And that to me is not a steadfast mind. It's scattered, right? It's unstable. But here the Lord's like, you know, I'm giving you a steadfast mind. That's part of that peace is your, your thoughts can settle down. They're being supported and upheld by the Lord. I, I think of, you know, when you go down the steps or, or you're, you're holding onto a handrail or when you're in the kitchen, you're talking to somebody, you're leaning on a counter, you're leaning on it to keep your balance so that you don't fall. And that's, this is part of my job, right? My job is where am I leaning? Where am I supported? Uh, Where am I depending? Is it on the Lord or is it on myself? It's that same thing we talked about last week. Are you looking at a person or your circumstances or yourself for the peace, or are you leaning on the Lord? And it's only in leaning on him that my mind is going to be supported. It's going to be stable. And when things are stable in my thinking, I make far better choices. Amen. Deb, this is good, good stuff. (laughs) I think it's, you said it's challenging, right? This is good stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have that peace, right? When we are in a place where we are being supported, like you just said. And then the scripture goes on to say that um, we trust in him 
And that word for trust um, means to put our confidence in. Uh, it's a, a word that's uh, B-A-T-A-C-H. I'm going to call it batak. I'm not a Hebrew scholar here, but it looks good to me. So if we want to stay in peace, it's because our minds are fixed on him. We trust in him. And sometimes I think when we are feeling a lack of peace, unsettled and weak, if we look at the scripture, uh, we have to ask ourselves, um, what are we trusting in or where have we placed our confidence? Because when we trust in or have our confidence placed in something other than God, we will find ourselves putting our trust uh, or our confidence in something that can be shaken. Right. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. therefore, you know, when you're on shaky ground, you're not experiencing peace necessarily in that circumstance. So it's, am I in a place where in my challenge, I'm trusting on myself, my own efforts, my education, my talent, or a person in my life, um, maybe that has been dependable in the past. Um, maybe they have a great track record, but the reality is when we're in our shaken times and we are needing peace the only one we can trust in or um, have any confidence in that's going to keep us grounded is, is the Lord, the one who is our peace, right? Mm -hmm. Laura, do you remember back when we did the armor of God, I yes. think somewhere in this past year, and we talked about the shoes of the gospel, you know, the shoes of gospel of peace. Mm -hmm. We talked about those hobnails mm -hmm. at the, on the bottom of the shoe. And, and that's what grips the ground. And I, uh, that's the stability piece, right? When Amen. we are anchored in the gospel of peace, we have that stability because he's, he's helping us grip and get that, yep. that traction under our feet. And when you have that traction and you're not sliding everywhere and you're thinking, yep. um, I'm still in the midst of a shaky moment, but I have more internal peace because I'm not, I'm not as afraid of falling. Yep. Because something is gripping. You know, I've, I love sharing in the past, the difference between, I mean, the difference between leaning on somebody and standing on somebody, you know, we are to stand on the rock. We are to standing is putting all of your weight on something, all of your confidence. And I like to like to put two friends next to each other. And I say, lean on each other. Well, that's, you know, that's a bit of pressure, but that's leaning on each other. God has given us each other to lean on the, the dependable people in our lives, but nobody is supposed to be standing on the shoulders of somebody else. You stand on Jesus, you lean on each other. There's a difference mm. in who is the where are you fixing your thoughts? I can appreciate, like, for example, you're one of my closest friends. I can appreciate what you share with me, but I can't base my whole life based on what you're sharing. I need That's to right. take, take what you've shared and go back to the father and say, is this what you're saying as well to me? It, it always got, it has to go back to, to Jesus. It can't be any one person. And there's that difference between leaning and totally standing on somebody is is very different. So whose opinion matters the most? Is it that other person in your life or your own opinion, your own perspective, or is it constantly fixing my eyes and saying, Jesus, what do you think about this? You know, what's your opinion on this? And, and always going back to him and going, the sooner we go back to him, the greater the level of peace that we have. Absolutely. And I love that when, when we I love the fact that we're actually going to our source of peace and saying, mm -hmm. what's your opinion about this when we're in a place where we need to know the way of peace? Um, you know, let's just say you have something in your life that you're struggling right now. 
uh, or you're worried about something. We talked about that. You know, what, what steals your peace, right? What is, mm-hmm. what is something that you're struggling with? And, you know, the things that we struggle with that we think about at night, most of them, many of them are valid concerns, the things that are on our hearts. And uh, I think it's important for us to remember that when we have these things that we're struggling with, and they are valid concerns, you know, there's kind of two questions that we can ask the Lord. And I do love uh, podcast number 92, Deb, where we mm-hmm. talk about dialogue, right? As mm-hmm. we do reads, we talk about dialogue. Our life should be an ongoing dialogue with Jesus, right? With yeah. the Holy Spirit. And so I love that when we're in a place where we need peace in a situation, we should be having a conversation with Jesus. Thoughts that come into our mind that worry us, we should be saying, Jesus, does this Mm -hmm. worry you? Now, we Mm -hmm. know the answer to that is going to be no, right? But the Holy Spirit will put that on our hearts. No, Laura, it doesn't worry me, right? And therefore, it should not concern you. And then same thing, Jesus, you know, are you overwhelmed and fearful with this situation that I'm feeling overwhelmed and fearful with? And of course, the Lord would say no to that. And then we can continue our dialogue by saying, you know, what insights or wisdom, God, can you give me um, to impress on my heart in this place? Uh, And where in scripture can I gain some direction on what to do in the story that I'm in right now? And I love that because, Debbie, I think that I really do think that we just have to be in this, uh, like I, I just said, an ongoing conversation. But I think it's easy sometimes for me when I'm today, I was outside watering plants and all the leaves were falling and the sky's blue and just a, you know, cool breeze. And it was so beautiful. And I just started talking to the Lord, like, God, oh my goodness, like everything that you've made, thank you for this moment that you've given me. Mm -hmm. And I just heard myself talking to the Lord. Sometimes when I'm going through someplace that is stealing my peace, I hear myself talking to me right? Mm -hmm. Not talking to the Lord, like you should make sure that you figure out what to do about X or how are you going to handle it if Y happens? And in the same way that my response was, wow, God, thanks for this great day. My, my response in a place where I need peace should be God, like, how can you help me here? Right. I I need some insight for my heart. And I know there's a scripture about this. So I think that's a, there's being dialogue with God when you're going through these seasons. Yeah, recently I have walked a situation with a dog that had a toe uh, break about three months ago now. And so we went through urgent care. We went to our vet. Again, these are wonderful vets that have been helping us. Um, But we ended up with surgery on her elbow joint uh, in November, in the month of November. And I remember taking her to a specialty hospital. I'm like, good grief for an eight pound dog. All these, all this you know, trauma for all of us. Um, I met with the specialty doctor and she, I, I found myself trying to gauge my emotions, my mental gymnastics off of her attitude. There were things that she looked me dead in the eyes and was very concerned about. And then there like the elbow that was having problems with a wound, but she wasn't concerned any longer about the broken toe. And so I found myself trying to gauge my emotions off of how she was feeling. Well, that's, I mean, that makes sense in my head why I would do that. But I remember getting in the car and and really what she had shared about having to have surgery now did not make me feel better, right? I was gauging my emotions off of her and I got in the car and Laura, I broke out in tears mm-hmm. and I was just, I was overwhelmed, right? I was really overwhelmed. And at that point, 
the Lord reminded me, ask me, Debbie, just ask me about this surgery. Ask me about my perspective. As you drive, just begin to uh, give thanks for specific things and, and just ask me if I'm upset about this. And so I was still crying as I was driving, but I began to shift my focus from the conversation with the vet to a conversation with the father. And we still had to walk through surgery. And actually, while we're recording this podcast, I really don't know if the surgery will has been successful. We haven't looked at a bandage, you know, since the surgery. So I don't know. I don't know. But I can tell you, Laura, that I have so much more peace inside. Um, I respect the vet. I'm grateful for the vet. I'm curious to what they're going to say when we take her back for a checkup. But the peace has settled upon me, even though we're still in the midst of dealing with, you know, these different wounds and broken toes and things like that. So the circumstances, like you said, didn't change, but I went and I asked the father, what's your perspective? And, and he still lets you walk through what you have to walk through. But I have can say that even having this surgery a week ago, I've had more peace than I was dealing with prior to that, when it was just a broken toe. Yes. And it's because of my focus. It's because of making a conscious decision. Where am I going to let my thoughts settle down? Right. Where, where am I going to sit? Where am I going to put my 10 up? You know, which Mm. conversation running in my head? And it's got to be the one asking Mm. the father, what's your perspective on this? Mm. Mm. So good. Um, For the remainder of the podcast really goes along with what you just shared. We're going to look at Philippians 4, 8, um, bring up a word of wisdom about a practical way that we can really impact our peace um, in our thoughts. And I think it's interesting as we look at the book of Philippians, because this was a church that was being persecuted. And yet they, Paul, as he's writing to them, he was encouraging them on where to keep their thoughts. And I mm-hmm. think this is big with what you just shared, because you still had to walk through it. Mm-hmm. You still cried the tears. You still waited in the waiting room. You still picked up the puppy with a bandage. Where were your thoughts going to stay? And and yeah. this would be true of the Philippian church. They still were walking it, but where were their thoughts going to stay? This this is also up there. Just saying, you know, what are with, your favorite. You know, <laughs> our, listeners are, our listeners are probably like, Laura, we've listened to you for three years, and I think at this point you said twenty verses that are your favorite. We all know you. So much. Okay. No, for real. I did memorize this one in in elementary school. I do remember. I think we had a song actually. All right. I'm not going to sing it though. All right. Uh, Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. Ah, every single one of those words is so power packed. So it starts out by saying, uh, keep your thoughts continually fixed. Other translations say, uh, think on these things. It's, I, I love that. First of all, that idea of continually is a good word, right? This is ongoing. And then keep your thoughts continually fixed. I love that this implies, you know, Paul is saying the Philippians, you have the ability to do this. Have you ever just been like in the middle of something like, I can't, I can't think that way. I can't get my mind, my mind around it. Paul saying you can, you know, I've got the granddaughter. So do you. And how many times she's like, I can't do that. My mom. Yes, you can. can, Right. And you will. (laughs) That's right. So do it. And I think Paul is saying in love to this church, like, keep your thoughts here. You can do this. 
Yeah. And that, that ownership on my end is I need to take, take stock. And what am I thinking about? Well, where are these thoughts coming from? That's right. Right. There are actually four sources. And so part of do I, the, the fact that certain thoughts come into your head are, is not always your issue. Mm. It's, am I allowing it to stay? And like you said, continue, am I making the choice? I'm going to continue to think about it. So there are four deliverers of these thoughts. We need to be really discerning which source is God and which is not, and not to allow the thoughts to continue that are not from him. So the first source is if you have Jesus Christ as your savior, the Holy spirit, God himself in the spirit lives inside of you. And the Bible talks about his voice being that still small voice. He speaks to us, mm-hmm. right? It says, my sheep hear my voice, right? He is speaking to us inside. Some people might say it's kind of like your conscience, except it's your conscience on steroids. That's the yeah. Holy Spirit. It's so, <laughs> right. so powerful. And that voice that speaks to you will always be 100% with the word of God consistent mm. because he will never... He'll never speak to you in a way that's inconsistent with the word. It means it will always be true. And it will always draw you to the Lord. Even if he's telling you something hard, it will always draw you to the Lord. So that first voice can come from the father. Absolutely. And then the second, the second voice can come from the enemy. And we talk Mm -hmm. about this on the podcast a lot too. You referenced the armor of God, right? Helmet of salvation. The enemy is constantly trying to tell us lies. And the Bible is very clear that, the enemy, Satan, is the father of all lies. He's been deceiving from the beginning, and that is the desire of his heart, right? To deceive God's mm-hmm. people and to keep people from coming into relationship with the Lord. Deceit means trying to make something look good that is not good. And so he's constantly working in our thoughts to try to make thoughts that are unholy look holy or things that would take us down the wrong path be the way that we would want to go. He also is constantly speaking to us in an accusatory tone, Um The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. So when you hear thoughts that are uh, accusatory in nature, those thoughts are coming from the enemy. And he's also speaking lies and putting thoughts into our um, path, right? That would try to keep us distanced from the father. Mm -hmm. There's never, the enemy is never going to say anything that would make you pursue, right? Desire. uh, He's never going to say anything that would encourage you to know Jesus more, right? Mm -hmm. He wants to keep you away from. So when you have a thought that is pushing you away from the truth of the word, you got to recognize that is a thought that has come from the enemy, the father of lies, right? And man, we want to run from that. Mm -hmm. Then you have your flesh, like your own flesh that just is opposed to everything of the spirit of God. It's the part of me that craves the control. I just want to be in charge. Mm. I want it my own way. It's pride. It's arrogance. It's my, my flesh that is the risk manager. Like I'm always afraid of things. And so are those thoughts coming from my fleshly side? Again, we have the spirit of God living in in us and there's now going to be a battle between the, the flesh that sets itself up against the spirit Yep. And the spirit that says, no, that's not okay. Yep. Yep. Amen. And then there's also thoughts that come our way that can come from the world. I mean, we know <laughs> that the world is full of what a barrage of garbage that the right. enemy throws our way that comes right from the world. Uh, the worldview is a value of systems uh, for life that the world would put out there. And yet we have a biblical worldview, which is so... Um, 
opposed, not maybe opposed isn't the right word, just different, right? Mm -hmm. Then Mm -hmm. the, the world's view on things. We look at things through a biblical perspective. The world looks at things through a worldly perspective. And so we have to judge where our thoughts are coming from too. Um, it is a, a message from the world that values um, success and uh, different things than the Bible, you know, pride versus humility. I, man, we could just go through so many different things that the world puts out there that Jesus would say, that's the kingdom of the world. But in my kingdom, we think differently. Um, It is really a a perversion when you look at the thoughts that come from the world. There's so many things that are against God's word. And it's also a mindset or a worldview that worships um, self, does worship success, um, worships all of the things that Jesus tells us not to uh, focus on building, right? Because they're going to be destroyed Mm -hmm. by moth and rust. And uh, man, popularity is a big one too, because the worldview says you want to be popular. You want to have the most followers. God's world, God's worldview says, you know, you want to be known by me and you want to be my follower. So just mm-hmm. a, just a completely different perspective. You know, if you don't know the word of God, mm-hmm. if you don't have a good handle on what he says, it's very easy to get sidetracked because the enemy often especially with believers, it takes a piece of the word and twists it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if you don't really know it, you could say, this sounds okay. Yeah. That's why you see so many churches de- like veering down a direction that is totally against what the word of God yep. says, because they've watered things down. Yep. They have, uh, they've not studied. They've not really learned to, to listen to the Holy spirit. They're trying to be culturally Um, acceptable, politically correct. And as a result, entire congregations are moving away from the enemy and they have from, from the Lord, they have no idea. They Mm -hmm. have no idea that that's where Mm -hmm. they're going. So it says, but I am able, right? I can fix my thoughts. I'm the one who owns this. I can purpose to think in a particular direction. So when those random thoughts that pop in, pop out, regardless of whether they came from the Lord or myself or the world or the enemy, those random thoughts that come up, they're not the issue. I need to stop and say, let me see your ID. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm, yeah. is, it ma- yeah. is it authentic? Does it That's true? Right. Does it match with the, with the word of God? And if it doesn't, then I need to say you, I'm not going to rest here and keep thinking about it. That's right. And and then rather than sit there and go, I will not think about you. I will not think about you. I will not think about you. Shift your direction of where you're looking. God, I choose to fix my thoughts on you. And and the enemy hates when you worship. He hates when you pray. He hates when you use the name of Jesus. So if these thoughts are coming in and he's got a piece behind it and you, you shift your focus and you begin to worship and pray and declare the word of God. He can't stick around. That's right. Jesus modeled that. Use the word to fight those thoughts. So it's not your issue that these thoughts pop in. Yep. It's the issue is that you you need to take capture it, right? And think about does this day. That's right. That's right. So if we're going to fix our thoughts, right, like you just shared, uh, purposing to keep on thinking in a particular direction. Philippians is very clear about the direction we're supposed to keep on thinking about as we fix our thoughts. And I love these words. The first one, it said, fix your thoughts on things that are authentic and real. 
And basically we need to say, is it true? And by true, we mean not just, you know, is it a a fact, but does it line up with scripture, right? Is Mm -hmm. it true? Does it line up with scripture? Is it something that's out in the light? unconcealed. I think these are are big, big words when we're thinking about what to fix our mind, our minds on. Are we thinking about things that are lined up with the word of God that have been exposed in the word of God, right? Not things that are hidden or Mm -hmm. false. You know, we should mention too, that what influences our thinking is by what we conversations we're part of videos we're watching movies that Mm -hmm. we're watching um, books that we're reading parts of the news that you're watching. Um, so really, as we're going through this list in Philippians, I, I would just challenge everybody to let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart about, is what I am viewing and taking in, listening right. and hearing, the music that I listen to, is it fit? Is it fitting with the scripture? That's right. There's very little out there that fits. That's right. And so a lot of our, a lot of our thought issues that produce no peace are coming because we're filling ourselves with things that don't fit this verse. So mm-hmm. you're saying authentic and real. How about the next one is, is it honorable? Mm-hmm. Is it filled with this reverence or all like for God? Is it something that God's like, that he would like, we would stand before God and go, wow, just yes. wow. Or am yes. I kind of, going, oh, I don't think I want God to see this Yes, as if, as if he didn't see it. Is yeah. it admirable, <laughs> which the word for admirable right here real in the greek really means is it approved of mm. is it on god's approved list mm. for your eyes for mm. your ears does he approve could you sit on the couch with him because you are anyway right and watch you know there's certain movies you're like can't watch this with the kids can't watch this with my spouse like it's just can you watch it with the father because frankly he is watching it with you is is that okay I hear you. I hear you on that, Debbie. These are good things. Okay. Uh, The things that we think, are they beautiful and respectful? Now, beautiful uh, meaning, are they pleasing? You know, are they pleasing to the Lord? And I do think we need to recognize that beautiful in right Jesus' eyes, really. Uh, Are they pleasing to the Lord? Are they respectful? And do they come uh, with a sense of uh, gratitude, right? Is Is it a grateful thought? Beautiful. Uh, wow. Are our thoughts beautiful? It's interesting. That's probably not a word where I think I have beautiful thoughts, right? I might have positive thoughts or I might have um, thoughts that are good thoughts. I love that word beautiful because it just goes so deep, right? There's such a, a cool attitude there. And then beautiful and respectful. Respectful I love because is there a moral excellence to that? And um, I think that that is something that clearly we just talked about the ways of the world versus the ways of the kingdom, uh, respect is not something that is high on the list mm-hmm. for words or thoughts anymore. Mm-hmm. And God calls us in his kingdom to be different. Beautiful and respectful are together in the same phrase. I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. God considers thoughts and words that are respectful to be beautiful. So I think mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool. It doesn't get any easier. How about pure <laughs> and holy, right? God's definition of pure is a hundred percent uncontaminated by sin. A hundred percent. Big. I mean, it's like picturing a glass of water that has a floater in there. Like there's something repulsive about that. How many floaters are in the videos, the movies, 
that's just a disgusting thought, isn't it? You're kind of like, yes. like yes. it's making me want to gag. <laughs> but isn't that what, doesn't that what that means? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's clean enough. Yeah. Sin is a floater. It just yeah. pollutes the whole thing. Yeah. God's saying no floaters. Yeah. Right. No floaters. Is it merciful? And is it kind? Mm. I mean, these are, I don't know about you, but I'm sitting there going, well, there's not really much we can read or watch. And God's like, well, would you like to have peace? This is the recipe for peace. And so I can tell you as over the years, as God has just continued to bring this in front of me, um, I have really changed dramatically what I read, the kind of music I listen to, the video, the, the movies we'll watch. Um, and what I have found, Laura, is that as I have stepped away from things that don't fit Philippians 4, 8, I'm not saying I do it 100% of the time, but I'm saying I've made some big changes over mm-hmm. the years, drastic changes that really don't fit in with any of, you know, culture, right? They're like, she's, there's names for people like us that, that won't watch these things. I'm the, I am able to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not having night terrors. I'll tell you mm-hmm. something else too. Of all those years I taught kids, um, they're, they're dealing with night terrors or dealing with mm-hmm. just bad, bad dreams. And I started asking them about what kind of movies they watch and parents are letting kids watch scary things for kids. I'm like, mm-hmm. why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's just filling their minds with things that are just going to give them bad dreams. Mm-hmm. Take it away. Take it away. You know, people that struggle with sexual dreams, sexual temptation, what are you watching? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are your eyes on? Cause eyes, man, they go right. They, they, Mm-hmm. It's like it just soaks into your brain. It's mm-hmm. hard to get those visual pictures out. Mm-hmm. Pe- lack of peace comes from this not following this verse. Mm-hmm. So remember, it's the thoughts may come in, but I need to set a guard up and say, does this show me your ID? Do you fit Philippians 4, 8? And if you don't, then I need to reject it. And I fix my eyes on the Lord, turn away, look somewhere else, actively pursue thinking about the Lord. But if it does fit, then you can continue thinking about it, but this is such a great litmus test. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it makes a difference. It really mm-hmm. makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, if our thoughts are, are not coming from the Lord, there needs to be that intentional, what the, what do you say? Keep on doing it, right? Keep doing mm-hmm. it. We, we can do it. We actively can switch our thinking um, toward what God fits God's definition, the things that we should be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's, it's interesting that Paul doesn't say in this passage, Hey, just stop thinking about all Mm -hmm. the bad things. Right. right? And we do that sometimes we're like, well, if I, it's true with dieting, you know, we we talked about that last week. It's easy to just say, stop eating the cookies. It's hard to do. Right. But Mm -hmm. wouldn't it be better if someone were to say, instead of just don't eat that, somewhere to say, this is amazing. Eat this. That's right. right. So it, it's, it's, it's a positive thing we're moving into. Um, so really as, as we close today, uh, this is super practical, um, super convicting and yet super peaceful. Mm-hmm. And if we want to be people of peace, listen, mm-hmm. you just said that there are not many options out there in the world that don't mm-hmm. lead, that lead to peace. And that is why our world is so at a lack of peace, right? Mm-hmm. It's all, it's proportional. We get to choose 
if we're going to keep that guard up and we're going to fix our mind on the way that Christ tells us to live. So I'm really excited about this series. Um, excited about fixing my mind on, uh, on peace because I trust in the Lord. I want my mind to be steadfast on him. Uh, next week we are going to, uh, I'm going to actually share a story, share a testimony mm. and, um, we're going to call it. Don't miss this Prince of peace. Mm. Don't miss this. And I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to share that. God's always bringing us into things, isn't he Deb? Oh yeah. Broken oh legs, surgeries. <laughs> you are going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right. Well, thanks for being here with us. I pray this really has blessed you, um, you know, in just a super positive way that you would uh, be encouraged to, to do the thing, right. And keep your, keep your mind f- fixed on Jesus so that you can live in that peace that comes only from him, our Prince of Peace this Christmas season. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.